Facebook, WhatsApp, and a lot of other tiny little things that happened in tech. To start with, you guys must remember that uh, the Indian government had made this app called Arogya Setu, which was used for contact tracing during the pandemic, and it still is. And the government has taken every opportunity to promote this app. Even the prime minister himself has promoted the app and talked about its success on multiple occasions. It has even been appreciated by a lot of international entities and international personalities. But somehow, when a citizen recently asked the Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology, that's the METI, the National Informatics Center, and the National E-Governance Division, who built the app via an RTI. They said they had no information on that. Now, in response, the Central Information Commission served a show cause notice to these bodies and asked them why they shouldn't be called up for what is a preposterous response, according to the CIC. Now, the government has said that they are taking steps to comply with the CIC's notice. They have also said that Arogya Setu was built in a collaborative effort between the government and the private sector. But you know, this does make you wonder, why wouldn't the government want us to know in the first place? I mean, it's always possible that it was a simple clerical error. Maybe they sent the wrong response to the wrong RTI. Maybe that is possible. But in the case of Aragya Setu, we have to remember that there has been a lot of questions about how it affects user privacy, because theoretically this app can track us all the time and it can also track our interactions all the time. So there has been a question around Arogya Setu and many other contact tracing apps and how they affect our privacy. So maybe knowing who built the app could raise questions about how this data is being used. Of course, this is only conjecture on my part. I haven't really confirmed this. And even though I've tried, I don't think that information is available readily at the moment. But just something to think about next time you use the contact tracing app. And speaking of things that are not as simple as they look, Facebook's policy chief in India, Anki Das, resigned from her position at the company this week. For those of you who don't know, Anki Das was the public policy director for Facebook India, and she was actually one of the first employees Facebook hired in the country. She's one of their oldest employees here. She was one of their oldest employees here. But around August 14th this year, the a Wall Street Journal story alleged that uh, Ms. Das had opposed BJP politician T. Raja Singh being designated as a dangerous individual for violating Facebook's hate speech policies. And ever since that, she has been embroiled in controversy. A lot of people in the policy circles have also asked for her resignation. I spoke to a few people who are close to Facebook. They said that there was also pressure from employees inside the company to let her go. But the truth is that Anki Das was a powerful person inside Facebook and she does have some pull in policy circles. Having said that, what Facebook has said is that Ms. Das left to 
do public service. We don't know what that is. And while Facebook hasn't officially said who will replace her, according to Time magazine, right now it will be Shivnath Thukral who was so far heading the policy for WhatsApp. He will be replacing Anki Das. Now, let's forget why Anki Das left and all the controversy. This actually, in my head, this brings another question. I've said this often. WhatsApp's biggest problem has been the fact that they're owned by Facebook. A lot of people who used to trust WhatsApp do not trust them anymore simply because they're owned by Facebook. And the fact that the company can take WhatsApp's policy head and make him the head of policy for Facebook actually could also raise questions in a lot of people's minds. Facebook had also recently hired Sunil Abraham who used to lead the Center for Internet Society in their policy team and many had expected that he would replace Anki Das but the company at the time said that he would report to Anki Das and while Facebook of course hasn't said that Ms. Das left because of this Many people in the policy circle say that she has left because of the controversy. But all of this really brings into question what Facebook's political stance is. Now, I've spoken to Ajit Mohan, who's the India head of Facebook, and he has very clearly said that the company remains bipartisan. In fact, what the WSJ showed Ankhida's doing, according to Ajit Mohan, that is part of her job and that's a given. Every policy team does that. And I have interacted with a lot of social media platforms and he's not wrong. The policy team does often interact with moderators or rather the moderation team in cases which are, you know, sort of controversial. In this case, what had happened is Facebook's algorithms and moderators had found that T. Raja Sen had violated their hate speech policies again and again. So now it was a matter of, of designating him as a dangerous individual on the platform, which puts restrictions on his account. And to be honest, you have to understand that a company will think twice before doing this for a politician. Having said that, the question can obviously be raised whether Facebook would have done this had BJP not been in the ruling party or whether it would have taken the same steps if this was not a politician from the ruling party. So all those questions do remain, but for the moment what we know is that Ms. Das has left and uh, Sunil Abraham and Shivnath Thukral are still there. And while this might mollify some people, it probably will not mollify questions around Facebook and its political bias and how it affects democracy in general. And while I'm talking about government and politics and all of this, the Indian government had in March this year introduced something called an equal equalization levy, which, and I'm not gonna go into the details of what this tax is, but it sort of, but it is levied on e-commerce platforms which are non-resident in the country. And so far, many of us haven't cared about it, but what happened this week is that Apple said, that they'll have to raise prices of apps in the app store because of this levy. Now, it's just a 2% tax, so the prices shouldn't go up by a lot. And in general, India has fewer Apple users. Also, we have very few users who pay for content. But yeah, just, just something to watch. Like I said, slow week in tech, lots of small things happening. But I've given you guys enough grim news. 
Something that really caught my attention this week was Ubisoft, the well-known game makers, are tying up with Netflix to make a live-action series for the Assassin's Creed game. Now, those of you who have played the game know that it has really deep storylines. It has a whole following built all around it. And honestly, I hated the movie that they made on it, so I really hope that the live-action series does justice to it. There are also enough Assassin's Creed games now for them to really follow the games and make a long, long series, which probably we will like, or at least I hope we will like. Anywho, on that note, I'm gonna sign off this week. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. So that's it for today. I shall be back this very week with another segment where I take on some misconceptions about technology. Until then, tell me what you want me to cover. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. Or you can write to me at podcastsitinthesuntimes.com. Talk to you next time. This was a Live Mint production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.